0: Welcome to the Boonville Worship Center Sermon Podcast. We don't anoint ourselves, you anoint us. We don't equip ourselves, you equip us. We make ourselves willing. We make ourselves available. We give you our yes. We do our preparation and we let you do the anointing. So I just bless Lucas tonight to come and just release what you've placed on his heart. Let this be a special moment marked in history for him of what begins tonight. Let your word just come alive inside of him. Let him feel the freedom. And um, Lord, let us be receptive. We've, We've come to support him. But beyond that, we've come to hear you we come to hear what you have to say. I believe that you're going to speak a divine word through Him that's going to mark people's hearts tonight. And God, so we just sit before you to hear what you have to say. Praise God. Let's pray real quick.
1: Father, we thank You. And we love You. We cherish You and we honor You and we thank You for Your Son. We bless You, Jesus. We bless you, Holy Spirit, and we thank you. May you speak. May you pour. May you prune. May you deliver. Open our eyes. Open our ears. May we hear what the Spirit says to the church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I may move around, like, back and forth and stuff. I'm just saying. So uh, I have a hard time standing around. Um, I got saved in 2019 I was a drug addict sex addict a drunkard I mean I was 17 years old drinking a fifth every weekend I mean it was it was bad I was popping pills and one night in a hotel I decided to take a bunch of drugs I mean it was I lost it all and I ended up having a heart attack and Jesus came into my life and said give me your life and I'll save you And the first time I said no, and then death just came upon me again. And I yelled for this voice. I didn't even know it was Jesus. I said, help me, help me. And he said, my name's Jesus. Give me your life and I'll save you. And I said, take it. I don't even want it. And that yes opened my eyes, opened my ears, opened my heart. It opened everything my brother and I were laying in the bed together and I looked at him and I said, I'm going to get those demons out of you. And he got mad. And it's not even him, it's Satan. And in 2019, I got this little journal and I started praying in a journal. I didn't know how to talk to God yet. So I just wrote to him thinking, no, he's going to write back. So, uh, But in 2019, I said, I will fulfill God's word. I will do ministry. I will motivate people through my story. I will fulfill God's word. I will do ministry. I will motivate people through my story. I will fulfill God's word. I will do ministry. I will motivate people through my story. And it says this for about 30 more times. And then at the end, it says, I will defeat the devil Oh, Jesus is good. (laughs) Jesus is so good. I want to do communion. I know we do communion as a body. I feel like this is a special time to do it. My word's going to be on confession. And through communion, there's confession. So we start with the bread. Jesus, we thank you for your body. This bread represents your body, and we thank you for your body. We thank you for what you've done for our sin. We thank you for the scars. We thank you for the crown of thorns. We thank you for everything you dealt with. You're the ultimate sacrifice in your body went through it all for us. You showed us the true suffering. And we love You. We honor You for that. And we confess with our heart, with our lips, that we are honored to be Your servants, Your sons and daughters. And we thank You for Your body. And we remember You by this. In Jesus' name, amen. And then the blood. The blood of the Lamb. The blood of Jehovah the blood of the King of Kings. We wipe your blood on our doorposts, Lord. We thank you for your blood, Jesus. We thank you. We thank you for the nails. We thank you for you dying on the cross. We thank you for the spear in your rib. We thank you for you died for us. You bled for us. You poured out your blood for us. As the earth cries for your holiness, we cry out too. We thank you for your blood, Lord. We bless your blood in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That just cut out like so much nerves. I'm like, I'm just in the Holy Spirit now. So praise God. I believe confession is one of the first major steps into revival psalm chapter 32 1 2 says how happy and fulfilled are those whose rebellion is forgiven those whose sins are covered by blood how blessed and relieved are those who have confessed their corruption to god If we don't confess our sins, we will not be saved. If we do not confess that the Lord Jesus Christ came down and died for us, we will not be saved. We cannot receive salvation without confession. Confession makes us realize we can't do this. Confession makes us realize we can't do this alone. Confession makes us realize we're not on the throne. Confession is the major key to revival. Confession is what leads to deliverance, confession is what leads to revival. If we want revival in Jesus, we have to have confession. Confession is the starting point. And I truly believe the church is missing out on confession. We've made confession seem like a chore, and confession is fellowship. Confession is true love. I've got to get this thing out. Talking, confessing about Jesus and other people isn't a boldness issue. It's a love issue. If we can't talk and confess about Jesus to one another, to people outside the streets and everything, it's not a boldness issue. It's not like, Lord, give me boldness, give me boldness. It's, I love myself. It's, Lord, I love you, but I'm just going to stick to the people that are close to me. We can't do that. We have to step out. We have to say, God loved me. God gave me Jesus. So I have to go out and spread this love. I have to share this love with the people. We can't be like, it's a boldness issue. We can't be like, I'm an introvert. I'm just going to stay in my circle. You know, I'm just going to watch my Netflix and chill. It's not like that. It's, I love Jesus. I have to share this good news. I have to share this. He delivered me. He saved me. Romans chapter 10, 9, 10 states that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It takes a confession to be saved. That one confession to that one person who's lost could bring them salvation. We don't realize this. We we expect other people to do this, but we're God's hands and feet. And it's an opportunity just for us to share Jesus. I mean... I work in the landscaping industry. It's probably like the construction industry, you know, most blue-collar boys, but you know, men are dirty. I mean, men are gross, I'm just gonna say that. But I have the opportunity just to speak Jesus into them daily, and it's beautiful because they need Jesus just as much as we do. But most of the church doesn't wanna talk to dirt. Most of the church wants to talk to royalty. That's not what Jesus did. Jesus grabbed fishermen. Jesus grabbed prostitutes. Why? Because they knew they weren't royalty, but he was. I don't know if any of you guys watched The Chosen, but last episode, crazy. The girl the girl who was bleeding for 12 years had so much faith, she just wanted to touch his garment. And I didn't even get the reality of it. The reality is she couldn't, she wasn't accepted by her parents. She couldn't go into the town. She couldn't bathe. She couldn't do anything that a free person could do. And she's bleeding for 12 years in loneliness, in isolation. She has no hope, no future. But here comes this man, this royal man who's walking just in the town, people all over him, And she's like, if I could just touch his garment, if I could just touch his garment, I will be healed. And she just leaps with joy, leaps with hope, leaps for salvation, leaps for deliverance. And she's healed. Jesus says, who touched me? Who touched me? There's thousands of people touching this guy. He has the audacity to say, who touched me? but there's power that went out of him because of this person's faith. We have to realize, faith confession brings the power of Christ. <sighs> the rabbis wanted to take her to jail. Jesus wanted to say, you're my daughter. We have to figure out who we're going to be. I mean, really. Jesus, Jesus, <sighs> Oh, I didn't even finish Romans 10, 9, 10, I'm sorry. Verse 10 says, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth... Oh, I did read that, I'm sorry. But with the mouth confession is made unto, unto salvation. Jesus is righteousness. Confession is a major part in our walk with Jesus. Holy Spirit wants us to bow down, fall at our knees, and confess to Lord Jesus daily. And I mean daily. Yeah, <sighs> we just began this fast and I'm just like already feeling it. But, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Kaylee and I cut out like secular TV shows and like secular music because we just got convicted. If it's not producing fruit, why are we doing it? Why are we watching it? Why are we listening to it? If it's not producing fruit, I want the Holy Spirit. And it took Kaylee and I to confess that we're sinning and that we're doing something wrong and that we're not walking in Christ, that we're not doing what the church needs us to do. And it's hard. It's tough. But that's why confession to one another is so important because we need each other. We need each other to build each other up because we can't do this alone. That's why God created a body. I mean, truly. I need Chris to be the arm. I need Pastor Scott to be the head. And I got to be afoot because we all have to operate together. In Mark chapter 435, Jesus calms a storm. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and to one another, and they said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? That even the wind and the sea obey him. Jesus invites the church to the other side the other side to see more of his glory, beauty, and delightfulness. And of course, they wanted to go to the other side. They're like, Jesus, we've seen you do this. Like, we've seen these miracles. We've seen these healings. We've seen you bring recovery of sight. We see you. So of course, we're going to the other side with you. I'm not going to go fishing the rest of my days. Like, follow Jesus, of course. But we get so caught up In Jesus, we get so caught up. We get so caught up walking as we are just saved. We get so caught up as walking as my sins are forgiven, I can do what I want. So we just go to the other side with Jesus without knowing there's a cost. That's what leads to sin. That's what leads to secular TV. That's what leads to cussing that's what leads to lying that's what leads to all these things is we keep our eyes in jesus we go to sunday service hallelujah amen god i love you yes sir and then we go about our day we get on the couch we watch netflix we eat a bag of chips we chill we go to sleep and then it's just the repeat that's not what jesus wants jesus wants us to see more of his glory beauty and delightfulness through these seven verses i learned one major key It's a holy fear of the Lord. The storm was coming. The storm comes. We get to the other side and we see the storm coming. We're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Well, guess what you're doing? You're watching Netflix. You're not in your Bible. So we want Jesus to come. Jesus to come. Jesus is there. We don't need to pray that prayer. You accepted Jesus into your heart. You confessed with your mouth. Jesus is there. God is there. We don't need to pray. God, come. God, come. When you're on your couch watching Netflix, God is there. God just wants you to open this. God just wants you to go in your secret place. God just wants you to pray. God just wants you just to be with His Son, with the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's why His Holy Spirit is here. So we can get to proper understanding of the holy fear of the Lord. Even the seas obey Him. Even the storm obeys Him. The holy fear of the Lord is the key... Is the key to keeping confession. Because if we have a holy fear of the Lord, we can confess with our mouth daily. If we lie, we can say, Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Forgive me. I repent. I don't know why I'm doing this. And then you're turning the other way and you're walking in truth. You're not going to lie anymore. Why? Because you have that holy fear of the Lord. If like, I can't do this. I can't do this. The Lord wants us to fear more than life's problems. If we have this righteous, holy fear, then faith and peace will follow. Only Jesus can bring peace. In Mark 35, Jesus had to calm the sea, not the disciples. The disciples are seeing all these miracles, all this delightfulness. Jesus gave these disciples authority. Go, go, go. But yet, they, they're, they're so scared of a sea, of a storm. And Jesus doesn't want that from us, and so many of us are like that. Jesus gave us the authority to walk in power and truth. We have the authority to cast out demons. We have the authority to bring recovery of sight to the blind. We have authority to stop the sea. I mean, seriously, if you have enough faith and it's raining tomorrow, you say rain, stop, you may say "Boonville rain. I mean, it's going to just sun come out if you have that much faith. It's possible. Yeah, you may get called crazy, Christians may call you crazy, but if you just stay in front of your paddle, rain, stop. And if the rain stops, glory to God, you just stopped rain. Many people can't do that. So it's like, I'm the weatherman now. I mean, seriously, no one needs the news anymore. So (laughs) you can stop the rain with the holy fear of the Lord. I kid, but I am serious about that. But if we have this holy fear, faith will increase and peace will follow. Jesus had this holy fear of God. Jesus knew who God was. And that's why he said, peace. And the disciples knew peace was coming. And they said, who is this man? And peace was brought onto that. Peace can be scary. Peace isn't like peace is like, whoa, like, whoa, like, God, this is you, like, you're God. Like, why do I even worry about finances? You're God. Like, oh, I'm just going to have this holy fear now. And Zechariah chapter four, six, seven says, this took a lot of study, I'm not going to lie. This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel out of youtube that name i couldn't figure it out not by might nor by power but by my spirit not by might nor by power but my spirit says the lord of hosts who are you o great mountain <laughs> who are you great mountain before zerubbabel you shall become a plain and he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Yep. This verse is so heavy, especially when you realize who Zerubbabel was. Zerubbabel was a royal representative, but guess what we are? We are royal representatives of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus gave us authority. So in everything you read, I mean, from numbers, which numbers, it all relates to Jesus in us. From the book of Matthew, it relates to Jesus and us. Deuteronomy, it relates to Jesus and us. It's the word of life. It's breathing constantly. Constantly. I mean, it's breathing fresh, fresh wind. It's breathing a fresh fire. It's breathing fresh air. It's brushing our teeth. I mean, it's cleansing us. Zerubbabel is us. So before Lucas, you shall become a plane, And by confession... By confession, we have this holy fear now. We have this understanding, and peace is starting to follow us. Faith is starting to follow us. And now we're saying, not by power, nor by might, but by my spirit, by the King's spirit, I say, move, mountain. Move. Move. Move, Move dead. Move. 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 My Lord's making a way. Move, anxiety. The Lord is coming. Move. You're becoming a plane. I'm just going to walk on you. I'm just going to walk on you. Why? Because my king is great. You're rubable. You're a royal representative. If you have to get that tattooed on you, get a tattoo. I mean, just sharpie it. Permanent. 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 You're a royal representative. You're royalty to Jesus. Don't forget it. Jesus wants to use us. The Father created us to walk with the Holy Spirit and glorify His Son. To behold and build the kingdom of heaven. We're building the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven isn't built. I mean, there's mansions in heavens and everything, but heaven is on earth. Heaven is on earth. We don't have to walk in suffering. And there's long suffering, but long suffering is a beautiful thing. That's why Jesus says, peace Because long suffering is a beautiful thing. And we get to suffer together as a body, as a whole, as a church, as a family. We get to build the kingdom of heaven on earth. So other people can witness the beauty of Christ, the beauty of Jesus. So they get to confess with their mouth and they get to share the good news of the gospel. Because Jesus is king. It just takes those three words. I mean, if you just go up to someone and say, Jesus is king, they're either going to look at you like, okay, you're weird, or all right, bro. But it's awesome. I mean, it's beautiful. I can't go without my day without saying, Jesus is king. I wake up in the morning, thank you, Lord Jesus, you're king. Thank you, Lord Jesus, you're king. And then if I don't, I'm like... <laughs> like I'm dead like I don't know what to do anymore I have to I have to speak to Jesus I have to speak to Jesus I'm at work and my coworkers are saying like there's listening to music like bang 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 chita ching ching to bang 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 I'm on Caleb 95.3 our God and they have to listen to that with me and I'm blasting it I'm blasting it they gotta deal with it because Jesus is king i got to build that kingdom of heaven. And you don't think sinners see you, but sinners see you. Sinners see you, man. Just as they seen Jesus. I mean, they see you. They're just hurt. I mean, really, they're hurt. And the church hasn't done a good job at healing. Really. Through the 19 years of living, no one told me Jesus loved me. No one on the street walked up to me and said, hey, Jesus loves you. No one. I'm at McDonald's. No one said Jesus loves me. I've been at McDonald's not 19 years because I'd be like, well, maybe. I don't, I don't know when I started eating McDonald's. Maybe three. I don't know. My mom was crazy. I mean, my first food was pizza. She was bawling. But uh, I'm getting sidetracked. I got to stop but (laughs) um so all right holy spirit bring me back god wants to give the church authority to move mountains to calm seas to build walk and heal just as jesus did on earth it is by his spirit alone it's by his spirit alone all we got to do is walk in intimacy guys I mean, really, if we walk in confession and be intimate with the Lord, with a holy reverence of God, we will move mountains. We will bring the dead back to life. We will move. We will bring we will have miracles in this church. I mean, we really will. We don't have to worry about doing a year plan in the Bible. We don't. I mean, we don't have to like pray, 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 pray and make it a chore. We don't. We have to have this holy reverence, this holy fear of God walk by faith, not by sight, have peace that surpasses all understanding, and be in confession with the Lord constantly. Because confession leads, confession leads to prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. The three things that you need most of all as a Christian. Supplication. Who cares? Repeat yourself. Repeat yourself. Jesus is king. Jesus is king. Jesus is king. Jesus is king. If it keeps the sin out of your mind, keep saying it for real. And then Thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this day. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this day. And then prayer. Father, I just pray for my mom right now. I just pray for my mom. I bless my mom. May your will be done. The Lord's prayer is powerful, guys. I mean, seriously. Our Father who art in heaven. Jesus says, gives us it. Thank the Father. I mean, thank the Father. By his spirit alone. To be in in revival, we have to operate in the Holy Spirit. Revival in Jesus equals Holy Spirit. We have to operate in obedience, honor, and glorification to require the gifts of the miraculous. I'm going to read that again. To be in revival, we have to operate in Holy Spirit. If you want to see what operating in the Holy Spirit is, Just read the fruits of the Holy Spirit. I mean, really, just read the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Just pray for them to come in, come in, come in. And then if you're starting to grow something bad, tell the Lord to prune you. And pruning hurts. I mean, pruning is not fun. Pruning sucks, actually. It sucks. It's like you actually pruning a rose bush and getting stung by a thorn. Like, it's not fun, but it's worth it. And the Lord paid the long-suffering for us, so let's do it. We have to operate in obedience, honor, and glorification to acquire the gifts of the miraculous. Summary, glorify Jesus, honor Jesus, obey Jesus. We do those three. We honor, glorify, and obey Jesus. Union comes, miracles come, revival comes. Luke chapter four, one, two says, Then Jesus, then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan, and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And I didn't know, Jesus was fasting when he got sent to the wilderness. This is a perfect time because we are fasting right now, guys. This is like a perfect opportunity for us. Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So during this fast, I really just challenge us as a whole to get in union with the Holy Spirit, to start walking in the Holy Spirit, to start operating the gifts in the Holy Spirit, to start confessing to the Holy Spirit. Because if we if we start doing these things, we will walk with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will start leading us. Where do you want me to go, Holy Spirit? Where do you want me to go, Holy Spirit? And you'll just go. I mean, you're so in love with God, you just don't even care anymore. You're just doing circles with God. We have to be led by the Holy Spirit, even if it means going into the wild. I mean, it's like what Lori said, wild oxes. I mean, the church wants to... I mean. God literally wants to form us into wild oxes. God wants us to go with the sinners and reach them. I mean, God wants us to walk in authority and obedience. He needs us to. And it's a beautiful opportunity too. And you're not alone. I mean, there's people all over the world just walking in obedience to the Lord. They're in confession. They're just walking with the Holy Spirit. It's not by them at all. It's by His Spirit. That's what God just wants us to do, is to walk by His Spirit, not by ours, not by power, not by might, but by Him. Just confessing unto Him. We have to be led by the Holy Spirit. Even even if it means going into the wild, the Lord wants to prune, heal, mold, and reveal things to us. I'm talking about fasting right now, people. Hallelujah. I mean, he wants to prune us. He wants to heal us. He wants to fix us. I mean, we are a car to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit wants to change our oil right now. He wants to give us a fresh anointing. I, Goodness. Life flows by being led by the Holy Spirit. I mean, life flows for real. These, I've been saved for four years now, and it's blink of an eye. I can remember everything. I mean, I can remember the 12 years of living. These past four years, I can only remember yesterday. I mean, my wife has to keep everything in check, because I'm just like, I forget it now. I'm like, you're alive, baby's alive, I'm good, so we good. Let's go. So yeah, thank you, Jesus, you know. So as we were led by the Holy Spirit, he soon takes us into the revelation of being able to do what Jesus did. We are one with Him, intertwined, just intertwined with Him. Jesus, I want to do this. Well, should I do this? Uh-huh. Yeah, I can do this, you know? It's just talking to Him. It's just asking Him things. Kaylee and I went to the Creation Museum, which is awesome. But it's like, I didn't like just like, hey, we're going to go to Creation Museum. I actually, like, we prayed about it. like. Should we go to the creation museum, Lord? Like, do we have the budget for this? Like, is our car going to be able to make it? Like, are we going to be able to do this? Because if the Lord says yes, then we're fine. There's nothing to worry about. But it has to be that holy fear of God, that confession of like, okay, you're on the throne. Let me confess this real quick. Should we go? Because I'm not in control. And he said yes. And we went and everything was fine. I mean, Josiah was a champion. We had to make one stop because dude blew out his diaper. But that was it. That was it. I, that was it and mama bear changed it cuz dad was on the wheel you know so although we were parked but i was still in the driving seat but so yeah praise god amen <laughs> you know that's what happens when you walk with the holy spirit you don't got to change a baby's poopy diaper you know yeah <laughs> so but really as we are led by the holy spirit guys he takes us into revelation of just doing what Jesus did and does. We're one with him. I mean, this word is just filled with you and Jesus. You guys are one. I mean, seriously. You guys are one. Everything Jesus did, you can do, but more. The Bible says it. The Bible says it, you can do everything but more. As we go through the wilderness, there's a tunnel. That reads Luke 4.18. I don't even have this. I will make sure I get it right because this is so important. Sweet. And also, so real quick, just getting off a loop real fast. When I got saved, I didn't have a Bible for like six months, maybe more. I don't know. I mean, it was just that journal and I and just talking to Jesus with a journal. I mean, I didn't know anything. I was just like, dear God, you know, just dear God, I know you're not dead. God's not dead. So I was like, bless my family and everything. And I got a Bible. My aunt gave it to me. And I was like, you know, it'd be cool if I could find Lucas in it. You know, I couldn't find Lucas in it. So I was like, Luke's close enough, you know, so I'm gonna go to Luke. And it just happened. Okay. And I'm not trying to be weird, but I was a pothead, man. So I was like, Luke 420, you know how we're going. So I, was, I got there and 420 didn't even come to me. It was 418. And that was the first verse I ever read, man. First verse I ever read. And it says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, and set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Yeah. And that's when, like, I read that, and just, like, Holy Spirit just went, like, whoosh. And I read that, and I, I quit nicotine the next day. I mean, I I wasn't even, like, in reverence of the Holy Spirit, like, communicating with Holy Spirit. But when I read that verse, things just started changing. Because, like, The word is life and the word will cut you like a sword. I mean, I'm not joking. Even if you're just reading for fun, there's things doing it to you that you don't even know. And I read this and I'm like, I'm gonna quit nicotine. You know, I'm just like brushing it off my shoulder. I'm just like, I'm done. And then, you know, I, I quit pills. I just quit pills. I didn't even have, didn't have withdrawals or anything. I didn't have cold sweats none of that. I was just like, I'm done. And then you know, I, of course, I still like did the occasional party thing. I still drank, you know, smoked a little bit. The Lord didn't. The Lord just didn't. He didn't be like, I'm done. He's like, Lucas, you gotta stop that. He's like, you gotta man up and you gotta stop that. If you love me, you stop it. I mean, seriously. And I stopped it. I stopped it. The Lord spoke. The Lord spoke to me in a dream and said, if you don't stop smoking marijuana by the age of 25, you will die of lung cancer. And that's the first time I had a holy fear of God, and I stopped. And the grace he had to give me 25, I'm 22, and I don't smoke anymore. I mean, praise God, Lord willing, I never smoke again. I won't. Authority, you know what I'm saying? But um, really, I mean, just his grace and mercy have just given me that timeline. He's like, if you don't stop in three months, you could die. No, he was kind so praise God for that. I mean, really. But this, this verse is so powerful, guys. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. To the poor. We have to remember we were once poor and we still are poor. We're only royalty because of the blood of Jesus. That's it. I mean, that is it. We are still poor. Blessed are the poor. I mean, He's talking to us. He's not saying, you know, to the sinners out in the street. He's saying it to us, the ones who understand it. And we have the opportunity to preach the gospel to the poor because we know who needs it because we were once there. You know, worry are sent to proclaim the good news of the Lord, to bring recovery of sight to the blind, to bring deliverance to the captives. I mean, we are sent to free those who are oppressed. We can heal the sick. We can rise up. We can literally set demons out of people. We have that power. I crave that like so much. I mean I crave it. I want I want demons to go out. I, I wanna see I don't want to see people shake but like, I just want demons out. I hate demons. I really do hate demons. The Lord has to calm me down on it sometimes, but uh, I don't ignore that. as we operate in unity with the father, son and holy spirit we have to keep in mind that's just I don't know i mean the back of our mind matthew chapter 5:3 blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven the church flows by being poor in spirit and inviting jesus in every second that's how we will flow is by being poor in spirit and inviting Jesus in every second. We cannot operate in Luke 4.18, guys, if we aren't poor in spirit. We really can't. We have to be poor in spirit to operate in Luke 4.18 because it gives authority to the spirit of the Lord, not us. Keynote. I should have said keynote. Sorry. When we get out of Matthew 5.3, we have to confess and repent. We have to be washed clean daily by the Lord's blood. So we did communion because I just want to talk about confession of communion. I know sickness is a thing. I know disease is a thing. I know all these things. I mean, people die every day. I hate it because we're never meant to die. We were meant to live with each other in the garden. But sin. Um, Communion brings to the revelation that we are able to live. That we are able to have abundance. That we are able to live a healthy life. Mentally and physically. So if your physical body is still going out, keep doing communion. I mean, hold that faith. Hold that faith. I truly believe Christians should be doing communion at least twice a day. I truly believe it because we are in remembrance of the Lord's blood and body every day. We should be confessing with our lips, Lord, thank you for your body. Thank you for your blood. And we should be walking in faith of the Lord's body and blood and be like, I can be healed. I can be mentally healed. I can be physically healed. I can, and I will. I, I, I seriously believe, guys, communion is so powerful for us. It's so powerful. He's a reason he, there's a reason he did it in the last supper, there's a reason. There's a time and place, guys, and we don't know the hour. We don't know when it's coming, and we should be in constant thanksgiving with the Lord. I mean, communion should be the fruit of our lips. I mean, seriously. People should think we're crazy because we're drinking the Lord's blood so much. I mean, they're like, this dude's a vampire. I mean, because the Lord's blood is just so good. See, see, now I'm saying the blood's so good, but the blood is good, so. Communion's awesome, guys. I mean, and there's such power in confession and communion leads us to just that i mean communion is confession of everything he did for us and everything that he brings i mean there's healing in anxiety there's healing in addiction there's healing in depression there's healing there's healing in tumors there's healing in cancer there's healing in all types of diseases every disease there's healing and it's in the name of jesus and we can operate in that if we just do communion daily really because there's such authority in it. We have to be washed clean daily. Communion washes us clean daily. I mean daily. Revelation chapter twenty-two, twelve, fourteen. 14. I did good. good <laughs> Revelation chapter twenty-two, twelve, fourteen. 14. And behold, I am coming quickly. And my reward is with me. To give to everyone according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those who do his commandments that they may hear, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city, into the city of heaven. Realize Jesus isn't talking about ten commandments, Jesus is talking about two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Love the Lord your God with a holy fear. I mean, love the Lord your God with a holy fear. I mean, like, I can't walk outside without loving the Lord my God. And then, to back that up, love thy neighbor as yourself. You can't love thy neighbor unless you love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul. You really can't. But then you love the neighbor as yourself. And then you're going to walk in Holy Spirit in authority and obedience. And if we just keep following those two commandments, the two hardest commandments in mankind, we will see the gates. I mean, we really will see the gates. We will see the city of life. We will walk into that city as royal as royal queens and kings. We will. We will, and Jesus will put that crown on us. Just okay. I gotta hurry up. Just to finish. I sound like you, Pastor Scott. I'm liking this. <laughs> but uh, Matthew 22. I'll just have to explain it real quick. Matthew 22 is the wedding parable. And this king is having a royal feast. I mean, royal feast. You know, he's got the the ox, the cattle. I mean, he's got all the meat you want. I mean, it's meat gala. It's fruit gala. It's vegetable gala. It's the gala. And he invites these people. And these people don't want to come. Oh, my business is busy. I got to do this. Oh, my farm. I got to tend this. Oh, I got to do this. Oh, my kid's sick. I got to do this. He's like, fine, fine, fine. Go find some more. And these people... Just treated his servants horrible. Just laundered them. Just hated on them. Some even killed them. Some of the church does that. Some of the church just kills people. Just kills people with religion. And we have to stop it. But as they do that, he's like, okay, okay, just go out into the streets. Just go out into the streets and just gather people. Gather prostitutes. Gather fishermen. Gather landscapers. Gather this. Gather drug addicts. Gather people who have heroin in their arm. Gather them. Gather them. Don't care. Just gather them. Just bring them in. Bring them in. I got this royal feast. I mean, we're going to eat for days. Bring them in. And that's what he does. These servants bring them. I mean, they're kind. They're awesome. They're chilling. They're all gathering. They're talking. You know, But then there's this one, they all see Jesus. I mean, Jesus is at this table, there's meat, there's everything, they're all gathering, they're all chilling, they're all sitting, they're all talking about their day, they're all asking, they're they're all royalty. I mean, the Lord brought scum of the earth into the royal suite. They're gathering, they're eating, they're loving each other. But then there's this one. There's this one without a wedding garment just no wedding garment. Why? I don't really know. Maybe he just walked with the Lord, you know, thank you. I'm gonna go Netflix and chill. Wake up. Thank you. Gonna go cuss a little bit. Maybe go to the strip club, but I love you, Jesus. Had no wedding garment on. The Lord seen him. Lord spotted him. Where's your wedding garment at? Where's your wedding garment at, son? Where's your wedding garment at, daughter? And he was speechless. He had nothing to say. He didn't know what confession was. He didn't know how to confess. He didn't know what to do. The Lord had no choice but to say, I'm sending you into a den of thieves. I'm sending you into hell where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth because you didn't follow my two commandments. You thought you could heal. You thought you could do this and that. But I don't know you depart from me. That happened because no one wanted to confess. That happened because he wasn't the only one in the wrong. They were in the wrong too because everyone's eyes were gazed on Jesus as they should be, but they were so gazed on Jesus they couldn't see their neighbor. We have to look at one another and we have to confess to one another our sins. I mean, really. I mean, we have to stand up tall. We have to We have to be an authority and we have to be like, hey, Jesus loves you and this isn't right. I mean, Confess to me let 's repent, I will repent with you because I 'm not perfect let's do this thing together let's take communion together let's put that wedding garment on. We are the prodigal son we're the prodigal son, and Jesus love us Jesus loves us. Jesus is waiting for us with a royal feast, but we have to follow those two commandments. We have to walk in confession, and confession will lead to the holy reverence of God, a holy fear of God, and with that holy fear of God, we will walk in faith and peace. We'll have authority to stomp on demons, guys. But it starts with confession. So I'll pray to end. Jesus, I thank you. I love you. We love you. We adore you. We praise you. May we confess with our lips that you're Lord. May we confess with our lips our sins. May we repent to one another. May we confess to one another. May we see you for you. May we lock eyes with you. May we walk this walk, not this talk. We love you, Lord. We praise you. We honor you. We glorify you. Holy Spirit, use us. Holy Spirit, help us. Holy Spirit, give us the fruits of you. Father, we thank you. We love you. Thank you for speaking. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you that we get to praise you. In Jesus' name, we love you. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us this week. Until next time.